0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Artist Soapbox. Artist Soapbox is a podcast featuring triangle area artists talking about their work, their plans, their manifestos. I am your host, Tamara Kassane. If you aren't already familiar with PAL, I'd like to bring that organization to your attention, particularly if you are a parent artist. The acronym PAL, P-A-A-L, stands for Parent Artist Advocacy League for Performing Arts and Media. PAL is a national community, a resource hub, and solutions generator for individuals with caregiver responsibilities and institutions who strive to support them. I am a parent artist. If you don't know me personally, I have a preschooler and a middle schooler. And on the best of days, it's a challenge to navigate family and work responsibilities and care for both. During the COVID-19 epidemic, with school closures, theater closures, and gig cancellations, the challenges are even greater. If you have the resources to do so, during these strange and uncomfortable times, I encourage you to donate to artist funds at the local and national level. I will include some of those links in the show notes. I'll also include a link to a blog post by Rachel Spencer Hewitt, the founder of PAL. It's titled, Supporting Artists with Families in Our COVID-19 Plans. And it outlines three action items that must be included in institutional strategies and protocols moving forward to protect artists with caregiver responsibilities. These action items include... Creating structural supports for schools and daycares closing. Creating opportunities for remote work for staff and freelancers. And creating a digital game plan for a more humane future. There's also a very thoughtful and powerful series of essays on parenting and being a theater artist. And you can find those on HowlRound Theatre Commons website. I'll include all of these links in the show notes. If you know artists with caregiving responsibilities, particularly if they have young children or children or family members who require extra attention and care, then maybe now would be a great time to reach out to them. Caregiving can be an isolating experience, and it can be very nice to hear from a friend. Okay, on to this episode. Since the beginning of this year, I've had the opportunity to speak with several of the PAL chief reps from across the country. Today's interview is with Erica Lee Haynes, the chief rep of Nashville. This episode was originally released via the PAL podcast on March 11, 2020. Erica Lee Haynes is a native of Nashville. After graduating from Belmont University, she performed with the Broadway tour Ring of Fire, as well as theme parks, USO tours, and cruise ships all over the world. For the past 12 years, she has been teaching musical theater for universities, schools, and children's instruction resources. Her favorite performing roles include Eponine in Les Miserables, Miss Honey in Matilda, and Marcy Park in Spelling Bee. She makes her home in East Nashville with her husband and year-old daughter. Check out her website, ericalee.org. Erica and I spoke over the phone early in 2020 about her experience as a parent artist, her aspirations for the PAL chapter in Nashville, and more. A big thank you to Erica for her candor, inspiration, and helpful suggestions. And thanks to Rachel Spencer Hewitt for making the connection. Enjoy the episode. Hello. Hello, is this Erica?
1: It is. How are you? I'm good.
0: This is Tamara, and I'm calling for our interview. I'm ready whenever you are. Do you have a, a little human in your house with you right now?
1: I don't have a little human in my house. <laughs> um, she is been Parents' Day Out, and it has changed my life. I love it.
0: When did you start that?
1: Uh, we started maybe when she was hmm, a little over a year old, uh-huh. and it has been magical because you know giving me a couple hours every week for myself and it's great
0: yeah it's all that time that we wasted before we had well i'll speak for myself that i wasted before i had kids and now it's like two hours i could change the world like in two hours right
1: (laughs) it's all you need
0: that's That's right awesome well i'm glad for you and thank you for spending that precious time with me uh this morning (laughs) so let's jump in Uh, I I thought that it might be a good idea to start with you and people who have, who are listening have already heard your bio. So they have a sense of the work that you do. I'm curious Mm -hmm. about how your work has shifted since you've become a parent.
1: I'm uh, much more of a planner now. Um, I've always been a planner and I prided myself in being organized, but having a little human, Um, with me changes things greatly. Um, I plan farther into the future. You know, uh, you plan for the worst case scenario. Um, and you figure it out, mm-hmm. you figure it out. Nashville is definitely a driving city. You have to have a car. So I feel like my whole life is in my car. I have a pack and play in there. I have snacks. I have three days worth of clothes. And so, you know, just, just planning. Mm-hmm. I think that has definitely changed. Um, I didn't audition for shows, uh, for a long time after, well, after I found out I was pregnant even. You know, I was, I was nervous and scared about being labeled as that girl who, who needed, um, accommodations and special, special accommodations. Um, and I didn't, I didn't want to be that girl. I didn't want to be labeled as that. When I had my daughter, you know, my body wasn't like it was and I, and emotionally i didn't want to miss those important milestones um in her in her growing up you know taking a long contract being away for so long but but i have also found out that being a parent artist is is so important i mean we don't we don't go into this field to become rich and famous most of us but we go into it because we love it because we need it because it's inside of us and we want to share it we have to and so I have found that sharing that that gift and um, being creative and and giving putting myself out there has really been, you know, my self care even. And so I think that is is so important. You know, I think it's it's good to see mommy happy. Mm-hmm. I think it's good for her. I think it, you know I want to be a a role model for her, um, and and continue doing what I love and what makes me need me. So I think that's really important.
0: When you say that you were afraid to be labeled as as that girl, mm-hmm. were you afraid that it would affect your work later? You know, that you that you wouldn't be Absolutely. hired again because you'd be like a problem?
1: <clears throat> Absolutely. Mm. You know, I think in this industry, first impressions are so important. And even though I have hopefully made my made a name for myself here, you know, at least regionally. That, that wouldn't be the case in all circumstances, but you never know. I've known so many artists who who that has happened for, and I and I hate that for them. Mm-hmm. Um and so I was scared and I was nervous for sure.
0: and now that you have gone back to work, it sounds like you you find that that makes you happier as a person and also a happier mm-hmm. parent. And are you approaching the work in a different way?
1: Yes. I have found that a lot of these barriers are arbitrary. I have found that a lot of people really are willing to to help and accommodate and It's not really um a huge burden for them as what I made it out to be in my head mm-hmm. and I feel like I have learned a lot about advocating for myself. You know that's something that that pal encourages and teaches really empowers us to do is advocate for yourself and how to do that respectfully and in an environment where first impressions are everything Mm -hmm. Um, and really, you know, get your needs across so that you can start um, a bigger conversation about, well, it's not just for me. It's for, you know, these other three parent artists. Um, Because we're all working on the same project. You know, I think it can absolutely snowball into something bigger. And that's kind of the goal.
0: Would you talk a little bit about how you came across PAL in the first place and then why you decided to become
1: the chief rep for Nashville? Absolutely. I was Googling and Facebooking um, because I was bored and stuck at home with my daughter um, and not working and I was sad and depressed and I found pal, and I was like, oh, what is this? A parent artist organization? I need to know everything about this thing. Um, It was around Mother's Day, actually, in 2019, so about a year ago, and I loved everything that they were doing. I was super excited. I wanted to join the Nashville chapter immediately, but there wasn't one, and Nashville is such a growing city. There are, I think I read a uh, hundred people moving to Nashville every single day. Oh, it's wow. booming. It's huge. Yeah. It's one of the fastest growing cities, um, in America. And we didn't have a PAL chapter and I thought that was so silly. So I wasn't doing a contract. I had some time to spare. So I, <laughs> I decided to take it upon myself to start one, um, you know, with the help of, of Rachel, the, uh, founder of PAL. And it has been, it has been wonderful. People have been coming out of the woodwork, you know, saying, yes, we absolutely need this. Thank you so much for, for starting this. And, you know, it didn't take a lot of initiative, but it just took that passion and that desire to to start something that is so needed, especially in this community. So we started in the fall of 2019. It happened very fast. We had our first meetings back in November. And, you know, I don't have all the answers, um, but I I want to be a cheerleader for PAL and um, a cheerleader for all parent artists, no matter what discipline, moms, dads, adoption, foster, the whole thing, because mm-hmm. um, we all have special needs. and And those needs don't have to make us unemployable. So I think of myself, you know, as a facilitator and an advocate, you know, just a soundboard for other creative people. Um, and other creative parent artists um, here in Nashville.
0: You grew up in Nashville, is that
1: right? I did. Yeah, okay. born and raised.
0: Wow. Okay. Wonderful. And so I, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that city as an artist. I oh gosh, I think I was there last when I was a small child, so I don't have very sure. strong memories. But are there unique challenges and opportunities? You mentioned the growth of the city. You mentioned needing a car, but what's it like to be? And I realized you can't speak for everybody, but what's it like to be a parent artist in Nashville versus potentially other locations?
1: Well, Nashville is unique, you know, because it is growing so much. The cost of living is rising every day, Um, but the support for the arts are not necessarily, Mm -hmm. um, which has been challenging. I heard a statistic about Chicago, which is a semi-similar market. Um, at least as far as theater goes, that 91% of Chicago parent artists have turned down work because of childcare costs mm-hmm. or scheduling. Um, and I find that to be very, very true and accurate for Nashville as well. You know, and I think that companies are missing out on, on some fantastic parent artists. Um, the patrons and the audiences are missing out and the artists themselves are missing out in, expressing themselves and um, loving themselves and doing what they are called to do. I know that here in Nashville, most artists have multiple jobs, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to pay the rent. And when you have a kid, that is even more important. And so a lot of, yeah, a lot of artists who become parents decide to do something else with their life. And that makes me so sad because, you know, so many people are missing out on what they have to offer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know. I think, I think Nashville is unique, but we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Like there well. are, there
0: are challenges that are facing people across <laughs> the country. Childcare sure. you mentioned, it seems to come up over and over again. And mm-hmm. um, so how are you approaching, this is a new chapter in Nashville. How are you approaching PAL related work there?
1: So one of the things that we are doing is, you know, just gathering resources. You know, I have a list of half a dozen sitters that I love and trust. Mm. And my friend has another half a dozen um, babysitters, so we combine them and we um, use each other as well. I'm one of those people who try to do everything myself. And I'm really trying to let that go and to ask for help when I need it. Um, And I think that PAL is creating that community so that, that you feel safe in doing that and asking for help, especially within other PAL members. One thing that PAL Nashville wants to do this spring, um, springtime is usually uh, a lot of season auditions here. And so we want to sponsor some audition day babysitting and, and caregiving for the um, some of the companies. And I think one of the things that that will do is bring awareness to the theater community and the theater companies themselves and saying, you know, we have 20% of your people who are auditioning need childcare. So we're going to offer that, um, you know, and letting them, and having them realize, oh, this is really a need. for A lot of our, a lot of our artists. One thing that Pal does as a whole, you know, is I talked about um, advocating for yourself they have sample writers that you can include in your contracts with with companies, um, and they're just so supportive um, and encouraging to all of the parent in all disciplines of the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that that Powell Nashville also wants to do is, you know, create more opportunities for parent artists to create um, and work on their craft and to network with each other. So I think that's that's really important to find. A place for them to engage in that way, mm-hmm.
0: to continue to provide outlets, maybe at a different scale, maybe with a different rhythm, but to allow us to exercise that muscle. That like, I don't know about you, but when I was away for from theater for a long time, I it was painful. You know, I felt like I wasn't mm-hmm. completely myself, and. It really transformed my life when I was able to step back into it, even though it felt a little absolutely. bit different. But I was like, "Oh, right, that's that's me. That's who I am." Like, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely.
0: I love the story that you told about your car and about all the different things that have to ride <laughs> along with you and the planning that goes into, you know, <laughs> getting yeah. from yeah. from point A to point B and all of this. But what's like a pro tip that you could offer a new parent artist to help them get ahead of that? Like what have you discovered that really works?
1: Wow. Pro tip. I don't know if I would call myself a a professional. I'm still so new at this and I'm learning every single day, but something that, um, I would say is, you know, learn how to advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. I think you'll find that a lot of people are willing to help. You know, if you approach it the right way, you know, be direct, be straightforward with your needs, um, and be ready with some solutions as well. One thing that, that I do is I teach as well, you know, to make money to pay the rent. And I do love it. I really do. Um, but I, I barter, I give voice lessons and singing lessons or dance lessons, whatever they want to some of my sitters
0: and exchange
1: for, for babysitting hours and it works wonderfully. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's happy and getting what we need. You know, we are creative people and we are in a creative field. So creatively, I think we can find those solutions to the things that are, are keeping us and holding us back. Mm-hmm. pal does something that pal does pal does help navigate for us um and offer solutions, you know, and like I said, I'm still learning, I don't have all the answers, but someone else might have the answers, so I think community and staying engaged is so important
0: and just in continuing to have the conversation because there might be other mm-hmm. solutions that people have come up with that you don't know about yet but would work perfectly for you exactly. Are there things that theater companies or theater administrators could ask or offer that might make that conversation a little bit easier from the beginning?
1: There's lots, so many things that theater companies can do. One thing that um, I have seen that I love and I felt so supported when I saw this. I don't even think they knew that that I was a parent at that time. But when I got you know my contract and all my paperwork and stuff, they had a list. Of local babysitters, just in the packet, just a list, and it was so encouraging to be like, "Oh, thank you. That was that was exactly what I needed." And I feel like I can now talk to you about this other really little thing that I need. Mm-hmm. So that was encouraging. Another theater company was so sweet; they use you know batteries for all their microphones. They don't use uh, the rechargeable kind because they don't trust them. Whatever. Um, they had a whole box of AA batteries that. You know, had maybe half a charge left and they gave me a whole box of batteries saying, you know, all the, all of your kids toys will need these. Please take them. <laughs> they still have lots of life in them. Please take them. I thought that was super sweet and it made me feel seen and right. supported. There's also, you know, going back to PAL, there are grants that PAL offers to theater companies to help pay for parent artist childcare. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if theater finds out that they have, you know, 20% of their, of their staff needing childcare, um, maybe they can offer that Mm in-house. So I think that, that is something that they can do. You know, it's easy to uh, apply for that. Just acknowledging those parent artists, I think goes such a long way. It, it makes you feel seen and it makes you feel supported and part of the community as a whole, which is what theater is all about, in my opinion.
0: Absolutely. What have you done professionally that you're proudest of since becoming a parent?
1: I went back to it. Uh, I yeah, think I think that's what I'm proudest about. You know, I've been a freelance artist for, gosh, 15 years, and I was close to giving it up. Mm-hmm. But seeing my daughter in the audience is a magical, magical thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm tearing up just thinking about it. Seeing her in the audience is is magical, and knowing that she sees her mom happy and fulfilled, I think that um that is something that going into another field for me would not accomplish yeah i'm I'm proud of going back to it and sticking with it and all the juggling and all the multitasking because along with it um it's just it's fulfilling and it, it's something that I am proud of. How did she
0: react seeing you up there?
1: She was confused, um, yeah, she's not even two <laughs> she's young, she's not even two yet, right. um, but at first, I think she was confused, but she I think she enjoyed it, I think she really, really enjoyed it. You know, I think she was mesmerized and um, and she
0: loved it. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting when they see us doing something outside of our usual parent Mm -hmm. context, you know, it's
1: like, guess what? I have this
0: whole other life where I, in these, this set of skills that you might hear me sing in the shower, but it's really, I can do something else too. (laughs) Right,
1: right, right. Absolutely. Why is she on stage and not making my snake? Right, right. Exactly.
0: Well, it's there's this interesting idea, right, that we can show our whole selves to our family and Mm -hmm. also show our whole selves to our colleagues, you know, that we can show up and Mm -hmm. say, like, I am a parent. I have a life. I have people. You know, I have other things going on in addition to my professional work. And that at home, we can say that as well. That feels like everything can align. And it's not it's just not so much compartmentalization.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think, you know, since becoming a a parent, I have this whole other wealth and depth of empathy and compassion and, you know, desire to do what I'm doing. Because, you know, you do sacrifice some things to do what you love. And I think that companies and theater companies need to recognize that parents are assets. Mm -hmm. They really are. You know, you will never find... Um, Another employee is organized or hardworking as parents because they have to be Mm -hmm. and um, they know what they're sacrificing to be there. Um, And I think that um, the companies that realize that will not be disappointed for sure.
0: And perhaps there will also be a high loyalty factor, because when you find somebody who's willing to have that conversation with you, make accommodations if necessary, then those are people that I want to work with forever and ever. Absolutely. So what is next for you? It's the beginning of 2020 as we're talking here. Um,
1: <laughs> what's coming up for you this year? I don't have any contracts coming up. Season auditions are in the spring, like I said. So hopefully we'll get some sponsors to have child care days for here in Nashville for season auditions. So yeah, I don't have any contracts coming up. Is anyone's hiring? I'm available and open. Mm-hmm. You know, but I am I'm still I'm still learning, I'm still growing every single day as a parent, as a as a mom. I'm still teaching. That's taking up um, a lot of my work time right now. But I don't know. I'm just I'm living life every single day. Every single day is different and that's what I love.
0: So are you teaching when your daughter is is there in the house or is she do you have a babysitter for her when you're teaching how does that work
1: i get a babysitter um when i do teach um i teach well four or five days a week in the evening like after school times that logistically works um like i said the barter system mm-hmm. i'll teach a, i'll teach college student or a high school student and then they'll they'll watch my kids for the rest of the evening my husband also will come home from work and watch her and pick her up um, wherever she is. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of moving parts. But I have found, and this works for me, not for everybody, that I work better and I'm more focused on what I'm doing when she's not in the house or right. not on site with me. When I'm teaching or, you know, rehearsing or anything, I'm just more focused when I know that she's taken care of and I don't have to split my mind, in a sense, you know, and... For two
0: different things. Yeah. And everybody's different and every kid is different. Mm -hmm. People have different resources. But I've found that is the case for me as well. I just and I and I say this with love, I have very distracting children. So they Mm. have a constant need for interaction (laughs) if they're around. Yes. And I know other people. I've talked to some other parents who they just like. Well, my kids do crafts, and they you know go read in their rooms, or they go wherever. Like, oh my gosh, Good you're kidding them. me! Yeah, <laughs> that, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep doing that. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: well, thank you so much for this conversation. I really appreciate thank it, you. and I can't wait to see what's going to happen in Nashville with Pal and how your how your career is going to continue to thrive i'm really excited for you and for your tiny human to have you as a parent <laughs>